Good morning. Praise, praise the Lord. You say hallelujah. It's my last occasion that I've got to get you to get it right, yeah? So when I say praise the Lord, you say hallelujah. And when I say hallelujah, Praise the Lord. This is um, really a, a great privilege, and I, I want to thank you for the the opportunity just to, to come and share a word with you. And uh, I would would say that this church, this fellowship, has has been uh, really dear to us, and both in you welcoming us. Um, just the opportunity of knowing you um, and being part of you has meant a great deal to us. And this this particular fellowship is um, is the sort of church that we came from. It, 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 it's spiritual. It's got that lovely informality where people can just be and freedom. And I've got a, a huge number of, of thank yous that I could give um, especially to Joan and uh, for the way you, you lead worship and your uh, encouragement that you give um, no, no journey is, is, is easy and for many friends I call you friends um, and that will continue I hope oh, praise the Lord So South Green is dear. I, there was a way when, when each of the three churches I used to go to, I say, you, you, you know, I'd, I'd say, you know, I'd, I really love being here, and you're, you are special, you know, in amongst all three. And I'd go around saying that to, to each of the churches, but I was lying to two of them. <laughs> you are special, yeah. Well, perhaps I wasn't lying. This has just got a capital S. Yeah. If you've got a Bible, could you turn to Ecclesiastes? That's just um, following the book of Proverbs and Psalms. To chapter 3, passage that you know really, really well. And... uh, my text is the first verse, but I will read the first eight verses. It's entitled, A Time for Everything. There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear down and a time to mend. A time to be silent 
and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. There is a time. And this is a time. This morning is a time. And this time is important to God as it is important to us. There is a time for everything. Everything. And a season for everything under heaven. I think as you read that, there's one inference one gets from it, and there is there is a time for change. Ordained in heaven, there is a time for change. And every one of these verses is about change. Ordained in heaven. And most of us don't do change very well, do we? Not something that we particularly enjoy, necessarily. And there's an instinct, a natural instinct in us all, when change comes on the horizon, to want to hold on. For all the very good reasons that we've heard about. Laudable, wonderful things that God has done through this fellowship. That cause our hearts to... To, to, to warm and, 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 and break out in praise to God. And as Martin went through that list, and other people have mentioned individual things, you could add to your list manyfold. Looking at Corinne and Pete, you found one another in a way here, didn't you? Yeah, this church has a lot to be responsible for. But that would go on and on and on and on for what God has done through the gathering of God's people during this time, this season. And so there's a struggle which is natural to, to let go. We, we like what is in a sense predictable, become comfortable. To be comfortable in one another's presence, to be predictable that we're knowing basically the form of what's going to go on. And yet there's a season. But the wonderful thing in all of this, and certainly it was lovely, um, I praise God, Joan, for you putting the names of God on, because they're, they're permanent names, they're not names that change. That is him, the unchanging one, unchangeable one. So we know the one who holds the future as much as we rejoice in the one who was the God of the past. So we shouldn't fear necessarily, but have some faith and anticipation for the future. Because of the God of the past is the God of the future. But there is a time. I mean, this is, this, this, what I'm saying is bigger than this event. 
By the way, this isn't a funeral service, is it? Hmm? Hallelujah. Oh, gosh. But it's not a funeral service. It's marking something very special. This is a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to start, a time to end. A time to preserve and a time to change. Our lives are full of time. For Abraham, there was a time when he was fatherless, but there was a time when the promise of God came and he was given Isaac. There was a time when Joseph was in prison, but a time when he was called out. And he had an amazing influence on a nation and a people. There was a time for Israel to be in captivity, but a time when they were brought into freedom. Time for the wilderness, a time for the promised land. A time for David as a shepherd boy, and yet a time for him as a great king. These are seasons in lives. A time when Elisha would be going up and down his field, making a furrow, working for his dad. But a time when Elijah would come and he was, he was born into an amazing ministry. A time for Zacchaeus to be a, a tax collector and a time for him to be called down into salvation. And his life to be turned upside down. There was a time. There was a time for a man crippled for 38 years to meet with Jesus and he'd walk out with his mat under his arm. It was time for blind Bartimaeus to cry out of a crowd. There was a time for the Lord to hear him and his sight was restored and he no longer was a beggar. There was a time. And as long as we've got breath in our lungs, there's a time. There's a time for legion. When he was possessed by a thousand demons, there was a time when Jesus and his disciples went across a lake and met with him. And he became a missionary to the towns around the lake, Decapolis. There's a time for South Green. Hallelujah. Amen. You're not quite right there, but I'll accept the Amen. Yeah. We'll get there. God is sovereign. Amen. You can do your Amen there. Yeah. Yeah. All those verses that we know, you know, Jeremiah 29, for I know the plans I have for you. He knows the seasons. The year is made up of four seasons. He knows the seasons. The steps of a man are established by the Lord, Psalm 37:23. Ordained by God. Isaiah 14, the Lord of hosts has sworn, as I have planned, so shall it be, and as I have purposed, so shall it stand. 
There is a time such as this. That was true for Esther, wasn't it? With Mordecai. And he said, Esther, you've been a queen, made a queen for such a time as this. This is no accident. Don't think things, we don't do things properly. So I'm not saying that how things happen are necessarily right. We mess up. But God ordains times. And because we mess up doesn't mean that things aren't of God. It's just we do it wrongly. South Green is at such a time as this. God knew this day 30 years ago. He knew it. This hasn't sort of wheedled its way somehow into the program by default. God knows. God is the father of time. God transcends time. When you were born, God knew what was going to happen in your life. And he's always at work. So as Wendy spoke last, last week, and she spoke about Romans 8, 20, 28, for we know in all things God works together for good for those whom he is called. Will we allow this to work together for good? That's a question. But this is a very special time. It's not the end. We're following a process. We're in a journey. Do you know churches don't go to heaven? Did you know that? People do. Do you know that church isn't the kingdom of God? But you are. His reign in your life. There's a season for sunny meat. I have the, 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 in, in sunny meat at the moment, the same sort of sense because sunny meat is no longer. There's been a season. God knew when it started as a brethren chapel all those years ago, there would be something that he was going to work towards. Both in a sense of ended in terms of coming here to meet. But it's the seeds. Oh, it filled my heart with joy. To think of all the seeds that have been sown and the things that have happened. I remember when I gave up being a, 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 a youth, well, as a sort of youth pastor, I suppose. I was young once, do you believe that? <laughs> Hallelujah. And we had, there were 30 or 35 young people, teen, young teenagers. The thing had, had burgeoned, but I, I felt the Lord calling me to something else. 
And I was a great tie to these 35 kids. Most have come to Christ when I was there. And God gave me a picture. And it was a picture of a dandelion, isn't it? God works through wonderful ways, isn't it? And you know when a dandelion, the, the flower is finished and all you're left with the little fluffy, seedy things. And it only needs a... That woke you up, didn't it? Yeah? To spread the seeds everywhere. And I, when I thought of that, I thought of this, this church, like, you know the little sycamore things, the, the helicopter ones, yeah? They're all up in the tree. And once they're released, in a sense, they, they give up their hold on the tree, they can go anywhere, can't they, and bring forth the life that is within them, the life that is within you, uh, in part has been put in you through being part of this lovely fellowship this life giving bit of the vine the branch that you belong to that's stuck into the stock which is Jesus and I've got an alliteration for you Yeah, this isn't a very difficult alliteration Three words, all four letters, all begin with the word M. Miss, mark and move. You can miss the time, you can mark the time, and you can move with the time. All are really, really important. They're important in your life in ways beyond this. To how we cope with change. You can miss the moment. There's a time in, in Luke 14 where Jesus is entering Jerusalem and he looks down on the city. And all but a few have, have not accepted him. They missed his coming. They missed the visitation. And Jesus wept because of the consequences. They missed because they were rooted in tradition. They, they missed because of the way it was. It wasn't necessarily going to be the way it, it was going to be. In Matthew 19, a rich young ruler bowls up in Jesus and he asks Jesus, you know, um, about the kingdom of God. And after this conversation, Jesus says to him, you know, if you want to be perfect, go and sell everything you've got to the poor. Give it to the poor. And you'll store up treasure in heaven. And then come and follow me. The man missed the moment. He missed the moment. And he went away sad from Jesus. God doesn't want any of us to miss the moment. Whatever that moment means to you. But I know what he says. He says, then come follow me. He went away sad because he had great wealth. 
I mustn't miss the moment. You mustn't miss the moment. God moves and we need to move with him wherever he's leading you. Not only miss the moment, but mark the time. Thanksgiving. Lay a memorial stone. Look at that. 1 Samuel 7, 12. When they had a a memorial stone and Ebenezer was laid. A commemoration of divine assistance. That's what we've done this morning by the grace of God. To thank God for everything he has done. The good and maybe the not so good. Because we learned through that, didn't we? It's a stone of help. It's a reminder. Thus far the Lord has helped us. I love the words thus far. Because it infers something else, doesn't it? It infers that the God who's been our helper here is going to be the God who's going to help me in the future. That isn't left in the store cupboard with all the equipment. Yeah. It isn't. It's lest we forget. It's not a failure. It's not an end. It's a continuum of the help of the Lord. And then lastly, we've got to move with the time. It's often that we want to just park the bus, the disciples did on the Mount of Transfiguration, and they said, hey, this is really good, we want to preserve this. Let's somehow encapsulate it if we can. And Jesus would have none of it. They said, you've got to come down and we've got to be on with the business. And lots of churches have refused to move. Whether something about the past, whether... I'm not talking about doctrine. I'm not talking about things like that. I'm talking about relevance, of of being culturally relevant. To, uh, you know, kids listen to music, don't they? Do they? They do. Endlessly. Seven hours a day. So they come in church and say music must play a big part of church. Kids are on social media all the time. We can't say you come into church and then social media, you don't have any, we don't do social media. Yeah? Well, they're saying, well, I don't do church. Yeah? Is that how they talk? Sort of, yeah. But we, we have to change, don't we? We have to move. Yeah. We have to go with the pillar of fire or the pillar of smoke. Jesus' first and last words to, to Peter were, come follow me. This is what we're in the business of doing, aren't we? Isaiah 43, 18 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? What he's saying, don't miss it. Don't be blind to what I'm doing. 
I'm making a way in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. I want to close with just this. This has meant a lot to me in my life. About following Jesus and not. It was Cliff Richard, wasn't it? Travelling light. Yeah, this is travelling light. Yeah? Do you want me to sing it to you? No. Good. No. <laughs> You'd never say that. You'd never say that a second time. Yeah. One day Jesus, in, in Luke 8, he said to his disciples, let us go over the other side of the lake. So they got in the boat and set out. Sometimes Jesus says, let us do something. The disciples, this was a huge thing. Because they were quite... It was all going well, one side of the lake. There was, there was fantastic teaching and miracles. And then Jesus went away to be with his father and he gets up early and he, he bowls down to the disciples and said, let's go over the other side of the lake. And you know what happened? They got in the boat and it was a real squall and uh, it was a test of faith for them. It's a test of faith. Everything is a test of faith. Life is a test of faith. Because what is God doing in you? He's perfecting Jesus. He's making Jesus in you. It's lovely to see you again, Mark. Yeah? He is. And he does that sometimes through tests and trials. And so they got in, uh, in, in the boat. Because Jesus wanted them with him. And then they met the gathering man. One man. Change isn't for you, it's, it's for his kingdom. Church isn't about for you. Church is about for the lost. Church is about those that are broken, wounded, locked in their houses now with, with depression, sitting next to an empty bottle, broken-hearted, lonely people. That's what he exists for. Not my comfort. My comfort is into a boat, being a boat which is threatened by a storm. Too much in the past, and I've been a pastor for many years, and uh, I've done a lot of wrong things. But the response of, you know, I don't like worship, I don't like preaching long, have I preached too long? I? I don't like preaching long. I, you know, I, I don't like the way the chairs are. I, oh, I don't like the way coffee, coffee's served and oh, paper cups. I'm used to have china ones. All this sort of stuff drives you potty, doesn't it? Must drive God potty. Well, you can't drive him potty, but it makes him unhappy. But what, what sort of drums are we banging down here? Could he be saying, he said to the disciples, let's go over the other side of the lake. Could he be saying to South Green, let's go over the other side of the A129? Could he? Oh, don't like it, the other side of the A129. Perhaps he does. What would happen if I said no? 
I like it too much here. The disciples could have done that. They'd have never learned about faith and legion would still have been legion. God has said to me several times in my life, launch out into the deep. I'm glad I did. I believe God wants to. This isn't the end. This is just. This is just another. This is just another day. In God, in your life. I believe that God wants to kiss this church today. I just got those words there. That God wants to kiss you this morning. We've got lots of it on our agenda. He's got this on his agenda. He wants to kiss your life with his grace, his love, his power, his majesty. All those things that we know he is. He wants to do for you. He wants you to leave this place filled with his Holy Spirit. Not filled with sadness or remorse. But filled with thanksgiving that you were part of this season which was called South Green. Full of rejoicing that though you're not going to meet in this room again until something special is organised but you'll still be in fellowship with one another the body of Christ and I don't know if we could, if we could sing a song and maybe I could lead us in the kiss of God whatever that means yeah thank you Father, I thank you for these moments. You're an amazing God. Lord, we've, we've been caused to think about you. Our eyes get turned from ourselves when we think about you and things change, Lord. We want to say we love you. We love you for a thousand reasons and more. We thank you for being part of us and allowing us to be a part of you. We thank you, Father. In a sense, something has changed, but nothing has changed. You're still our God and we're still your children. We started this meeting saying that we love you and we want to close it by saying we love you. That we want to follow you, whatever that means, that you will let it be known. So we give you praise, honor, and glory. Amen. Amen. Amen.